Hey, it's a Jeff Fidoff show. Thanks for tuning in. I am the aforementioned Jeff Fidoff. You can follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. NCAA March Madness gets underway. Uh, they had the first four, first two of the first four, I guess I should say, on Tuesday. Texas Southern defeated Texas A&M Corpus Christi 76-67. to It was Indiana over Wyoming 66-58. to uh, Tonight, the two games, Bryant's uh, taking on Wright State. It's a home game for Wright State, uh, essentially. It's right down the road from where they play in Dayton. Um, and uh, Wright State's favored by three and a half, but I think Bryant's going to pull off the upset here. I like uh, Peter Kiss as leading scorer in the nation. I think Bryant's got too much offensive firepower for Wright State. I look for Bryant to advance and get into the field as a 16C, the main field then. And in the nightcap tonight, Rutgers takes on Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by a point and a half. And again, I, I like the underdog. I like Rutgers in this one as well. Um, this episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Blake Wesley is a is a very uh, a strong offensive threat for Notre Dame, but uh, your Rutgers play solid defense. Look at the teams Rutgers beat um, in the Big Ten this year. Just these ones that we're all talking about making runs, maybe the NCAA tournament. But uh, Rutgers has knocked off some really good teams this year. They've got Caleb McConnell, who's the uh, Big Ten uh, Defensive Player of the Year on their team as well. So I, I, I think Rutgers and you, know, you got Ron Harper Jr. there. I think that they are going to uh, end up beating Notre Dame in this one and end the Fighting Irish this season and advance to the main draw as well. Uh, the Cleveland Browns made some news, are in the news, because they are wooing Deshaun Watson and booing on Baker Mayfield. Uh, Mayfield made a post yesterday, or was, uh, released a post yesterday, talking about how um, he, uh, he essentially saying thank you and goodbye to Browns fans is how it comes off, and, you know, uh, said he gave it his all all the time, and, uh, you know, how much he appreciates uh, the Browns uh, fan base embracing him, his wife, how much they uh, enjoyed being with Cleveland essentially saying goodbye when the Browns have not officially released him yet or traded him or officially gotten to Sean Watson, but all the action with the Browns going down to meet with Deshaun Watson among other teams that did it. It says that, you know, Baker Mayfield's time in Cleveland is essentially done and uh, they're going to move on. I think the Browns are smart to move on from Baker Mayfield. I don't think he is the answer there long-term, um, but I don't think Deshaun Watson is the right way to go either. I think Watson, depending on where he goes, it, it could really alienate a, a portion of the fan base, depending on what happens with the civil suits. Um, the criminal side of it, I know that he's not going to be charged with a criminal activity as far as in the in the courts and the legal system down in Houston, but the civil suits are still going. And so he could end up still being suspended by the NFL, um, even though he's not going to be found guilty in the uh, criminal court. So... The Browns are pursuing him. If they bring him on board and then he gets suspended, it's a waste. And uh, I, I just I don't think that Deshaun Watson is the right play. That if they can get Jimmy Garoppolo, I think I'd prefer that. Garoppolo might not be as good as Deshaun Watson, but Garoppolo would be somebody you know you could count on um, to 
he's not in any kind of trouble going in to this situation. Not to say he always have his nose clean, but he's not facing obviously the uh, uphill battle that Watson and the Browns could be facing with the NFL, you know, cause they could still suspend him. So I, I think the Browns are stupid the way they're doing it, but I think they're smart to move on from Baker Mayfield. And uh, there's still a lot more things to you know, dominoes to fall in this whole quarterback carousel. And, um, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers signed for three years, 150 million guaranteed with the Packers, which means Jordan Love's going to probably get moved. Uh, we'll see what kind of compensation they get for him. We talked about Garoppolo still being out there. Um, there's a potential piece that could be moved as well. So uh, the Steelers added Mitch Trubisky, and I, I think it's a smart move the way they did it. I, look, Trubisky never really got a fair shake in Chicago. Coaching staff didn't want him there, didn't want him drafted. It was an ownership decision, the GM decision to grab the quarterback, make the deal to get Trubisky. And because of that, I don't think that Chicago's ever really, the like coaching staff really uh, gave him the um, the attention maybe and gave it uh, uh, the shot they needed to to give him a chance to be successful. So went on to Buffalo now and uh, played one year, sat one year as a backup there. And now he goes to the Steelers, who are a much more stable organization, a much more stable coaching staff, and they're all aligned from the top of the front office to the you know, to the to the field to the coaches on wanting Mitch Trubisky and wanting him to succeed. They signed him to a two-year deal, $14 million of his guarantee, about $7 million a year, roughly that. It could be worth up to $27 million if he hits incentives. So it's a, a very low-risk move for Pittsburgh to bring him in to start uh, in the 2022 season. The Steelers also added James Daniels from the Bears, uh, signed him to a three-year deal. Uh, $26.5 million is what the deal is worth, but the only guaranteed money is $8.75 million in a signing bonus. He was a second-round pick by the Bears, and um, – by the way, he and Trubisky, both from Ohio, which is interesting. But um, the Steelers have some flexibility if it doesn't work out. I think it will. He's a center and guard. Uh, he plays both those positions, which the Steelers definitely have a need there. 24 years old. Young guy. And uh, he, um, he's he got a great opportunity with Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers are, are making some smart moves. They're not going hog wild, spending a bunch of money on like one player. They're spreading it out and um, re-signing some key players and adding some other players. But uh, I like what the Steelers have done so far this offseason. So um, we'll see what happens with that, but I, I like the moves the Steelers have made lately. Uh, also, baseball is back. The owners and players reached an agreement to get things going again, start play up in April. But baseball it continues to not recognize and have solutions for its biggest problems. And it, – one is the length of games. They're talking about a pitch clock in 2023. Um, you know, I, I don't like the idea of that. I uh, just be from the standpoint of, I don't know, I don't want to uh, disrupt the flow of the game that way. There's other ways you can do it. They won't do it. You can make the time in between innings shorter. Um, you can make guys stay in the batter's box that are getting out after each pitch and readjusting everything. Uh, those, those things right there are not going to, impact the strategy and the, the flow of the game if you force batters stay in the box and if you shorten the time in between innings. The pitch clock will because if you're on if you're on base and you're watching to see what happens with the pitcher, you know it gets a certain point he's got to deliver the ball. And so you'll have an advantage there on the base pass. But th that's one problem is, is just fixing the pace of the game so younger fans and even older fans for that matter uh, are more likely 
to uh, to watch baseball games in their entirety. The other thing is the difference, the disparity still, and this has going on for years, but the disparity between the, the haves and the have-nots, and you've got teams that are consistently, constantly, always rebuilding. Uh, the Pirates, uh, the Reds for the most part, look, the Reds have done, they made some big trades this week where they gave up a lot of major league talent for prospects. And uh, just a couple years ago, the Reds spent some money in the playoffs in the abbreviated 2020 season. But then now they're a shell of what they looked like that season with all these deals they've made. Um, and that's the way it is for teams like the Reds and like the Pirates. Uh, they are constantly rebuilding. And they might get a year every five, six years where they're competitive, but then the rest of the time they got to tear it down after that because they can't afford to keep paying the salaries uh, and, and giving the people, the, the the rookies and the second, third, and fourth year guys, whatever, the money they're worth, but they move on from them. Um, there's some teams that have been able to master it a little better, like the, the Rays in Tampa, the Royals in Kansas City have had some success too, the Twins, but there's too many teams like the Reds and Pirates and the Tigers for a long time that – they just can't compete with the with the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, teams like that. They just can't do it because they their owners refuse to spend the money. And so um, that's a big problem as well. When you've got these franchises that cannot, will not, the Orioles cannot, will not spend the money necessary to field a competitive team. So baseball is going to continue to alienate a, a large portion of fan bases because of that, the way they've got that set up. I don't, I'm not sure what the answer is. But the NBA and NFL can pull it off. Baseball has not been able to. NHL can pull it off. Baseball cannot find a way to do it to where um, every team can be competitive most of the time. And you don't have to go through these cycles of, you know, the Pirates had 20 years, 20 consecutive years of losing seasons or the Reds having to tear down what they have right now. But uh, if you're a baseball fan, you're probably excited baseball's back. If you're on the fence like me, it's probably like, eh. But uh, uh, baseball, though, is in fact, going to get going in April opening day. I think it's scheduled for the middle of the month. So that's it for the JT show today. Jeff Fidoff show. I am Tito at that happens on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. We'll do more NCAA basketball preview talk tomorrow. Thanks.